I had a totally different sermon in mind for this Sunday when I started the week. I, for those of you who don't know, normally Monday is when I really get inspired for the next Sunday. Because <laughs> I said, man, I should have said this and I should have said that yesterday. <laughs> but I had a total different direction. I was going. But I have been, this past couple of weeks, I've been organizing or purging uh, a lot of my notes on my computers and, you know, organizing them, putting them into folders. And you know, you know what I'm talking about. Because uh, I write so much. I write a lot of notes. And so I was just organizing this. And I came across some of these notes that I had written a few years back. And it just gripped my heart. And just, it just gripped my heart. And it, uh, it resonated so much with me because I feel it's so relevant today. I feel it's more relevant today than when I had first written it down. And it's more than 10 years back that I actually wrote this down. And I couldn't get it out of my heart. And I just had to, just God just kept ministering to, to me through that. And I just want to share some of those notes with you today, this morning. And if you have your Bibles, uh, turn with me to, uh, we're going to read several scriptures this morning. But if you have your Bibles, I want to base my main uh, sermon uh, this morning, the sermon this morning on John chapter 8, verses 31 and 32, and also John 14, 6. And I'm just going to base my sermon from there. John chapter 8, 31 and 32. And I've, my scriptures from this morning are from uh, many different translations. And I apologize, I didn't get all of them. I didn't think to put all of them down uh, on the screen. But John thir- uh, eight thirty one says, To the Jews who had believed him, Jesus said, If you hold to my teaching, you are really my disciples. Then you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. The truth will set you free. And I'll flip over to 14, chapter 14, same book, chapter 14. Jesus said, or Jesus answers, John 14, verse 6, Jesus answered, I, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. I am the way, I am the truth, and I am the life. I've been meditating on, like I said, these notes that I wrote and just meditating on God's word. And I don't know if this morning as we were worshiping and singing, the word trust came in and it kind of lines up with what, I don't know, is it because I was meditating on things like this? But the word trust in me. Why? Because I am the way. I am the truth. I am the life. We can trust in Him. And God is renewing our trust in Him too. Anyway, quick show of hands. How many of you 
growing up were told or taught about Santa Claus and the Easter Bunny and the Tooth Fairy and everything else, fun like that. Come on, people. Everybody knows who, the, who Santa Claus, Easter Bunny, and Tooth Fairy are, right? We all learn about that in some form or the other. Alyssa knows every time she loses a tooth, she gets a dollar. So I has to get five cents, basically. <laughs> but as we grew up, we realized that the stuff they told us, yeah, parents, wasn't... You might have to clear some baby's ears if you, if you haven't told them the truth about it yet. But... As we grew up, we knew that the stuff they told us wasn't really true as such. But here's what I want you to think about. Because while Santa Claus and the Tooth Fairy are quite harmless in terms of, you know, a lie basically, right? Just a story that someone makes up, a fairy tale if you can say it, put it that way. But you realize that... Uh, that there are a lot of other things that we have bought into and believed that are also not very true. And those really harm us. And if you only stop for a moment and think about these things seriously, you realize that, are, that there are many lies that the world and the culture around us has told us that we have blindly believed and bought into. Blindly believed and just totally bought into. And um, Heather always gets tickled by my cliche, where you lead me, I will follow. And what you feed me, I will swallow. <laughs> I probably share that. I don't know. I just, I don't know where I came up with that. from. I was just inspired one day. But she always laughed, have been, and we always have a laugh. And here's the alarming thing. There are a number of lies that have been fed to us that we have just swallowed open, like just without any question at all. And the main reason we have swallowed it, as we say, hook, line, and sinker, is because we believe those things will bring us success and happiness. Somehow we think that and so we believe it. But in actuality, those things that we've believed and swallowed as such, those lies just rob us of our joy and happiness. And instead of giving us the joy and happiness, it has caused fear and doubt and stress and discouragement, depression. And you can go on and on and on. All because we believed in those lies. And this morning I've titled my sermon, The Truth About the Lies They Tell Us. I wanted to go with fake news, but I figured it would be too politically charged to go with that. Because this morning I want us to think about what we believe, why we believe. Because I want us to live the life of abundance that Christ has called each one of us to live as his disciples. If you want to really enjoy life that God has called you to, you need or we need to recognize some of the lies that the world has sold us on. Lies about ourselves, lies about God, lies about life itself and turn to him. Because you've got to allow the real truth to get a hold of your life. Otherwise, you'll go way off base. Way off base the way you live your life. I overheard this recently and actually overheard it a lot. I've heard this a lot recently. It doesn't matter what you believe as long as you're sincere about it. 
And I think this is one of the biggest lies out there today, at least the most common one uh, wor- uh, the world seems to sell to us because it sounds so good, it sounds so tolerant, it sounds so politically, politically right, but it's seriously so ridiculous really. Because I know a lot of people who sincerely believe that it's okay to beat your wife. I know people like that. Now we don't agree with that, right? I've read and I've told, I know people who, who believe seriously and sincerely believe that it's okay to sell a young woman as a sex slave because you just conquered a whole country. And I've had a conversation with someone like that. So don't buy into the lie that it's okay as long as you're sincere about it. Whatever you believe is okay just because you're sincere about it. Because the truth is you can be sincerely wrong about something. Well, that's an extreme, Pastor said, and let me say this, because I've had this again with a lot of people. We may not agree on everything, but as long as you're seeking the truth, that makes a difference. As long as we are seeking the truth, I still seek the truth. I keep seeking the truth in God's Word. And as long as you are seeking the truth, that makes a difference in your life. So people, please don't buy into the lie because honestly, like I said, you can be sincerely wrong about stuff. You can believe that there is, I mean, you can sincerely believe that there is this part of gold at the end of what, the rainbow, whatever. But there's nothing there, I promise you. You can sincerely believe that the earth is flat and the moon is made out of cheese, but you are sincerely wrong. You can sincerely believe that you can make it in life without God. And let me tell you this morning, you can be sincerely wrong about that too. How you are sincerely wrong about that too. Because the truth is it takes, or the fact is it takes more than sincerity to make it through the ups and downs in life. What it takes is the truth to make it in this life. This morning I want to share a few thoughts, like I said, about the truth, about life. That will help us make it through these ups and downs that we all face. And so I have a few points that I have here. And we'll just go through as much as I can. Number one, you need to be aware of the influence the world will have on you. This is just a fact of life. The world does have an influence on us. It really does have an influence on me. What I have realized is that the world has taught me so many things and sometimes it's false things that I, that I need to really realize and recognize. I need to realize this thing and recognize this thing because the world has taught me many false things. People always say, I'll believe it when I see it. You know, we use that cliche, I'll believe it when I see it. And honestly, nowadays you really can't believe it even if you see it. Thanks to technology and digital stuff and virtual reality, which is really cool and amazing. But they can come up with stuff that is so, I mean, you put a green screen, you can do anything. I can be standing in a rainforest right now, or I could be standing in the frozen tundras of Alaska or something. I mean, if you see some of Heather's work, it's, I mean, it's, a, it's amazing. She gives, makes me look thinner and taller and gives me a haircut and everything else, fairer. I don't know. She could do anything with this stuff, Photoshop. You know what I'm talking about. Sorry to digress. But the truth is this. Even if you see it, you really can't believe it nowadays. I truly believe, like I said, it's, it's funny, but we really can't believe everything we see nowadays. Especially 
Our biggest influence today is the media, TV, internet, radio, but especially social media. I mean, earlier it used to be the influence of talk shows. And um, in my notes, it's funny because I put a question. I put like four question marks there because I was right in my notes. I wrote, there were 2,000 at that point of time, 10 years ago, 2,000 talk shows running in America in one week. And I put questions there because I don't know how to verify that. But we know there are a lot of talk shows. And nowadays, it's all the internet and social media. We know we can't believe everything we see on, on Facebook, correct? Yet we post and repost stuff without even checking whether it's true or not. And, you know, one thing has to go, one person has to get it or just go viral. You, use the, you all know what that means. Something goes viral and it becomes this next sensation. It goes crazy and it starts trending. Ask Caitlin about it. She'll come and sing Kiki's song. All the kids. How many kids know Kiki's song? Everybody knows the song? I mean, everybody knows what we're talking about. Look at them smiling. Because it's so... It's a dumb song, first of all. It's ridiculous if you read the whole song. But everybody, you buy into it, right? It's fun. But here are some of the things that I thought about and I had listed about what the world has given us and what, we've, what the world has put out. Some of the lies, like I said. All your problems are someone else's fault. The world owes me happiness. You'll be happy if you only get whatever you want. This is another one. There is never any reason to feel guilty. Porn and sexual freedom are basically innocent. They don't harm you in any way. You deserve it all. You shouldn't have to wait for anything. And this is very popular in my school right now. If I had a little more money, my troubles would go away. And I have these kids who just believe that wholeheartedly. If I had a little more money, my troubles would go away. I don't think that doesn't solve much at all. Yes, money gives you a little more cushion, yes. But it will never solve the problem you're having in your family with your kids or everything else. And I've told many people, hey, your wife and your kids don't need their money. They need you. Because they extend and they spend, especially in the Indian culture, it's just hard that's just the culture I grew up in. The husband goes and makes so much money, you know, and he pours money into the kids. The kids get whatever they want to. And then he comes and tells me, well, they're not happy. I was like, well, because they don't need your money, they need you. But the, the lie we bought in is if I had a little more money, it would solve a lot of my problems at home. It's not going to do that. I'll buy you a house, but never a home. This is another one that is very common now. The answer lies within you. Come on, people. It sounds so good, right? The answer lies within you. And somehow we bought into the idea that we are at the center of the world. Because it always has to be about me. Church, we just need to be on. I have a long list of stuff that I wrote down. Because the things that just jumped out at me. That the world just believes wholeheartedly. But church, we need to be aware. Because there is a lot of stuff out there that are really sincerely trying to help people out. But they're sincerely wrong. 1 John 4, 1 says, and I'm reading from the Living Bible. Dearly beloved friends, he says, don't always believe everything you hear just because someone says it's a message from God. Test it first to see if it really is. For there are many false teachers around. Many false teachers around. 
Why do you think there are so many false teachers around? Because every person is looking for something. People are looking for something or the other. People are looking for answers and they're getting the answers in all these other places. Except the word of God. The second fact, the first fact that we come, we've got to realize is the world does have an influence on us. The second thing is this. Untrue beliefs are the cause of my unhappiness and emotional problems. Untrue beliefs are the cause of my unhappiness and emotional problems. Because I believe, like I said, let me use the illustration of money. Because I bought into the fact that I have, if I have more money, I'll be happy. And now because I don't have money, I'm unhappy right now. It's an untrue belief that really causes that unhappiness there. You need to realize a belief does not have to be true in order to affect you. A belief does not have to be true in order to affect you emotionally. Because if you think, if you, if just imagine you're going camping and you suddenly hear this noise and you think it's like a mountain lion or a bear out there. Now, if you really believe it, your heart will start racing, correct? Adrenaline, adrenaline will start pumping through your system. Your muscle tense, tense up and you get all messed up. All for what? Something you have no idea whether it's true or not, but you have just believed it, right? For all you know, and I was laughing, because all you know, it must be this guy who ate too much beans in the next tent. But we've convinced ourselves of a truth that is not really true. I know it's a crazy example, and yeah, we need to be cautious while going camping, but the point is this. Many times we are afraid of things because we can't see it, and things that might not even be real, and we're still scared about it. Many times we worry about stuff that really isn't true, but we've bought into it because we've believed it anyway. We've convinced ourselves of this untruth. And therefore it messes us up totally. So even a belief that is not true can play with our emotions. In order to overcome that fear, that stress, that anger, that worry, that guilt. All you have to do is what? Go out there and check if there's a mountain lion or not. The same thing. All you have to do is to go out there and clarify and correct that misbelief. If you want to call that that. John 8, 32 says, you will know the truth and what? The truth will set you free. All you have to do is go out and seek the truth. Amen. You can stay in that tent and get scared all you want to and not sleep the whole night. Or you can go out and check it out and see what the truth is. And when you find the truth, it will set you free. Amen. You can live your life worried and totally messed up in your own head. But you're not going to get any freedom unless you step out and go seek the truth. Seek the truth. And my goal here today is really to challenge us, to challenge things, challenge the lies that we have bought into, that our culture has told us about. That even, and I say this very cautiously, we have bought into some of the lies that the church has told us. What we need to do is take it to the word of God, the only truth, and see if it holds up. Because the truth will set us free. The third fact. What I believe is a choice I make. What I believe is a choice I make. Nobody can force me to believe anything. I mean, you may be brainwashed about something, but generally speaking, nobody can force you to believe something. Nobody can force you. There's this group of people, and it was in the news just recently again, who are believing Elvis is still alive. Now, you can believe that and join that group. 
if you want to. Nobody's going to stop you from believing that. It's a choice you make, right? It's a choice you make. Like I said, you can believe that the earth is flat like some of these people are claiming again. It's a choice you make. Here is the point. You cannot blame somebody else for your beliefs. You cannot blame someone else for your beliefs. Even in the church, as you grew up in the church, you have got to make the choice to believe in Jesus Christ. You can't use that excuse, oh, I believe just because my mom told me or my dad told me to believe. You have got to experience the truth and then you make a choice and then you choose to believe. What I believe is a choice I make. Nobody can force me to believe it. Romans 1, 20, 25, it says, Instead of believing what they knew was the truth about God, what did they do? They deliberately chose to believe lies. It's a choice. My beliefs are my choice. And I realize that I constantly got to go through these choice, these beliefs that I have. Sorry. I got to constantly go through these beliefs, go through them, and see which ones I need to replace. Church, it's so important because we need to replace the lies the world has sold us on with the truth. Number four. Fourth fact that I see is my beliefs determine the way I live my life. My beliefs determine the way I live my life. In other words, my beliefs determine, my beliefs determine my behavior. How I act in private or in public is determined by the things I believe are true. The things that I am convinced about. That's what determines how I live my life. Proverbs 4.23, again from the Living Bible. It says, above all else, guard your heart for everything you do flows from it. Guard your heart. It's guard the stuff that you put and you think and you, whatever comes into your heart. Guard it. Everything you do, whether consciously or unconsciously, whether you believe it or not, guides the way you live your life. The way you act, the way you live your life is based on what you know and what you believe is to be true. Whether intentionally or, as you say, unintentionally. Like, simplest example I can use is when you guys walked in here and took a seat, you didn't even think, but subconsciously you just assume that the chair is a good chair and won't fall apart when you sit on it. Whether we like it or not, every decision we make is based on a belief that we have. My beliefs determine the way I live my life and the way I act. And when my beliefs and convictions are wrong, that's when I get in trouble. I realize that the world has had an influence on me. I, I realize untrue beliefs are the cause, are the real cause of my unhappiness. What I believe is my choice. My beliefs determine how I live my life. And here's the fifth one, the most important one I feel. The only source of absolute truth is God. God is the only source of absolute truth. Another translation, actually, in Romans 3, uh, 3 and 4, it says, What God's faith some were unfaithful. Will their unfaithfulness nullify God's faithfulness? And verse 4, it says, Not at all. Let God be true and every human being a liar. Another translation, it says, God will continue to be true even when every person is false. What is the truth? 
That is probably the most fundamental question, whether you're a Christian or a Buddhist or a Hindu or a Jew or even an atheist. That is the most fundamental question. What is the truth? And why is it important to know that answer to that question? Because that determines the way I live my life. Because if I believe in my heart and in my head that there is no hope out there, I will live a really miserable life right now. Because there is no hope and I've bought into that. What is the truth? I need to know the truth because it will become a standard for my life. It will determine how I live my life. Now there are plenty of opinions out there. But for us today, there are only two options for us to consider. Two options only. It's either the world or it's either the word. It's either what the world says or it's either what the word says. The choice is ours. Nobody can force you to choose your belief. What man says or what God says. You can build your life on what the culture says or what Christ says. The choice is yours. For me, the answer is pretty simple. Which one is more reliable? The thing about culture today is it keeps changing. If anything else, it changes. My ideas of what, of right and wrong are totally, or our ideas of right and wrong are totally unpredictable as such. Man's ideas, if I want to put it that way. Because what was right 10 years ago is wrong today, and what was wrong 10 years ago is totally fine today. And I got a video that illustrates this, and it was on Facebook for a while, and I think this, it's kind of funny video, but... Let's see if BJ can cue it right. How many of you have seen this movie? It's called The Time... I forgot what it's called. The Time Travel Dietitian. Can just put the light. The light. Oh. Wait! Stop! Don't eat that food! Who are you? What are you doing in our house? I'm from the future. I'm here to warn you, don't eat that food. Why not? The eggs. They're full of cholesterol. What? Cholesterol. It it clogs up your arteries. Eating even just one egg can dramatically increase your chance of heart attack. Don't eat eggs. Oh my god, thank you. You're welcome. Godspeed. I guess I better take those eggs. Wait! Stop! You're back! Yeah. We were wrong about the eggs. How? Well, it turns out there's two types of cholesterol. There's good cholesterol and bad cholesterol, and eggs actually have both. So you can eat eggs, but just don't eat the egg yolks. So stick with the egg whites. Thank Yes, thank you. Yeah. Godspeed! Yeah, yeah, okay, so it turns out that the amount of cholesterol in a food doesn't actually affect how much cholesterol ends up in your blood. The eggs are probably fine. In fact, we sort of don't even know what cholesterol is. But the steak! You can't eat the steak! Why not? Turns out that red meat increases your chance of heart attack. You have to cut out red meat, so no steak! Thank you. Godspeed. Well, no, no steak, mister. 
not the steak. It's the toast. Man was not meant to eat bread. What do you mean, man was not meant to eat bread? Well, if you think about it, human beings should really only be eating what our Paleolithic ancestors ate. So, therefore, no bread, no toast. How do you know what our Paleolithic ancestors ate? Well, we, we just have to guess, right? I mean, we don't have any way of knowing what... doing well. I don't know what we were thinking. If anything, we should all be eating a lot more bread. Jeez. So I guess just um, ignore everything I've said and exercise. Exercise, okay. Yeah. Yeah, you guys could probably use it. You've been just sitting here for the last 35 years. It's been five minutes. Right. Time travel. All right, well, Godspeed. Turns out it's genetic. Doesn't matter whether you exercise or what you eat. I'm sorry I ruined your meal. I need 10 minutes. Do you want some eggs? I'd love some. I don't know if you saw that one. I laughed so much when I saw it the first time. That's so true, though. <laughs> Don't eat eggs, and if you've been there long enough, it goes the full circle, right? But that's the truth about every area that the world tells us about. What is true at one point in time is not true now, and then it goes back to being true again, right? And we buy into how can we buy into something that really has no real standard as such. That keeps changing, keeps changing its mind, keeps changing everything about it. How can I base my life on something that the world portrays to me? Culture, because it changes all the time. When we have the choice to put our trust in something that will never change. Luke 21 says what? Heaven and earth will pass away. But my word will never pass away. That's the only standard that will stay constant. That will never change. God's standard and God's word will never change. Why depend on something, like I said, that, that you can't depend on tomorrow? God's word has stood the test of time. I mean, for years, they've tried to discredit it, disprove it. There's no way they could. They can't. It stood the test of time. That's why I say you can trust this book because it is God's word and it comes alive in your heart when you trust it. It's your guidebook. It's your authority. It's your standard. It's something that you can live your life on. And hear me out here. It will never disappoint you. Never. I said never. Oh, that's a strong word. But if you didn't hear me the first time, it will never disappoint you. You can put your trust in God and build your lives according to the standard of his word. Because it will never disappoint you. Now, why do we say that? 
Because his word is based on his character. His word is based on his character. He is loving. He is kind. He's comes about. He's full of grace, full of mercy. He is just. He is holy. He is cares about us. He isn't man to make a promise one day and not fulfill it the next day. God is God. He does not change. He's the same yesterday. He's the same today. And he will be the same tomorrow. That's why we can trust in him and his word. And you have got to make the choice. Are you going to build your life on man's philosophy? Or build your life on the truth that we find in God's word? Let me give you a word of caution here. You cannot ride the fence the whole time. You can't pick and choose to follow the world in one area and follow the word in another area of your life. You can't serve two masters, the Bible says. You can't go running after the world on one hand and go running after the word with another. Either you will despise one and love the other, the Bible says. You can't ride that fence all, along, all the time. You have got to make the choice. The sixth fact, building my life on God and his word is the only sure foundation in my life. Why do I say that? It is because the foundation of God's truth is the key to stability, emotional health, and true happiness in my life. Because are you tired of being happy one day and totally unhappy another day? I know a lot of people who just go through these ups and downs all the time and they live life on an emotional roller coaster that just wears them down because they choose to follow the world rather than the word. When you see cracks in the wall, what do you do first? Your foundation is changing, right? And so what do you do? You inspect the foundation. It's the same thing in your spiritual life too. It's the same thing in your and my life too. We need to make sure that God is the foundation on which we build our lives. The key to stability, emotional health, and true happiness is a strong foundation in God's truth. In God's truth. Over 80 times the Bible of Jesus says, I tell you the truth. It's not a truth, it's the truth, the truth. I tell you the truth. Over 20 times he says, now you have heard this, but I say to you. Matthew 7, we know this familiar story. He compares living life to building a house, right? And we can choose to build a house on the solid rock, or we can choose to build a house on the shifting sand. The solid rock is God's unchanging truth and you can build your life on that unchanging truth. Or you can build your life on the changing world and its opinions and its beliefs and its convictions that is like shifting sand. And it's kind of crazy, but the Bible is pretty blunt here. Because he calls it foolishness to to build your house on sand. And what he's trying to say is foolishness to build your life on the ways of the world rather than on the word. 
And it's kind of funny that, not funny, it's actually really ironic because Jesus says there in 24, chapter 7, verse 24, go home and read that. He says, everyone who hears these words of mine and puts them into practice is like a wise man. I like the combination of those two words right there. Who hears the words and puts them into practice is like a wise man who hears the truth but then also puts into practice the truth. Sunday after Sunday, you come, listen to God's word, but go do your own thing. That's still foolishness. Because you're building your life on something other than God's truth. There's no point listening or even reading the word, but not practicing it. Brings me to the last part, and I got three points to conclude here. Because the truth is this, a commitment to the truth brings royal freedom. A commitment to the truth releases freedom here. A commitment to the truth. It's not just knowing the truth. It's a commitment to that truth. Brings, practicing that truth, brings real freedom that we all want. If you're going to experience freedom from whatever it may be, hurt, pain, Habits, hang-ups, whatever it is, you have got to make a personal commitment to the truth. I say this in all earnestness, and please hear my heart in this. You really do not have a right to complain or moan and whine about the terrible situation you are in if you are not willing to commit to the truth. Romans 12 says, do not be conformed to the patterns of this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind. Church, if you want to really experience the freedom that Jesus promises, if you'd really like to live the life that God intended for you and me to live, if you really want to be freed from this emotional roller coaster and all this emotional stuff that just wears us down, that keeps us from enjoying life in its total totality. I'm here to tell you today that it is possible. It is real. It's not, uh, it's not denying that the problems exist. But it's choosing to allow the word, the truth of God's word, to penetrate your heart and transform your mind. That's the only way. That's the only choice. But the choice is ours and yours to make are you going to allow God's truth to transform your mind the way you think but it's only when you committed to that truth three things that I wanted to point out one when it comes to commitment be committed to seeking the truth be committed to seeking the truth first Timothy 4 3 says there's going to come a time when people won't listen to the truth but will go around looking for teachers who will tell them just what they want to hear why do you think psychics and astrologers have become so popular and are still in business actually because they tell us what we want to hear even in Christian circles, and I've seen this a number of times, people go running after these prophets because they want to hear something that God wants from them instead of taking their time to dig into God's word and allowing God to speak to them firsthand. So we use our prophets as psych- what the psychics. Tell me something that God has in store. Come on, people. 
Verse 4 says, they will turn the years from the truth and turn aside to myths. They follow their own misguided ideas. Why do they do that? Because it's much easier. Because it's much easier than being committed to seeking the truth for our own selves. It's not always easy, like I said. It's not always easy to seek the truth because the truth is not popular. Because the truth exposes us for who we really are. The truth tells us who we really are, and we don't like that sometimes. I know a young man, Bon, brought up in the church, a pastor's kid who won't come to church anymore because he's scared God will get a hold of his life again. So why don't you read the word? It says, because it will bring me conviction. But that's the truth. When you read God's word and seek the truth earnestly, it will show you who you really are. It will show you. And you don't have to be scared. It's not scared. People are scared. But the truth is challenging. It's not scary, though. The truth challenges us. It does challenge us. But the truth tells us about ourselves, tells us about God, tells us about the world we live in, and will bring the stability that we're all looking for. Be committed to seeking the truth. I remember seeing a bumper sticker some time back. God said it, I believe it, that settles it. God said it, I believe it, that settles it. I think it ought to say, God said it, that settles it, whether I believe it or not. Because God said it, that settles it for me, whether you choose to believe it or not. The best place to seek the truth is the word. Be committed to seeking the truth. Secondly, be committed to believing the truth. Be committed to believing the truth. More than just knowing the truth, we've got to believe it wholeheartedly. We've got to buy into it. We've got to learn to trust it with everything within us. We've got to believe it wholeheartedly. Believe it. Jesus says, and we read this passage earlier, I am the truth. I am the truth. It doesn't say I am part of the truth. It doesn't say I point to the truth. Look carefully. If you read that carefully, it doesn't say anything about religion or denomination or anything else about Christianity. It says I am the truth. The truth is found in the personhood of Jesus Christ himself. Not in a religious denomination or anything of that sort. It is found in the person of Jesus Christ. I am the truth. I am the way. I am the life. You know, there's some people who I meet all the time who say, I don't believe Jesus is God. I believe he's a good person. And then I point them to a passage like this and say, hey, he says, I am the truth. So either he's a good person or he's the world's biggest con man to have ever lived. Because he doesn't know what he's talking about. Another thing that I talk about all the time now, subjective truth. That is the truth. Believe in subjective truth. You know what I'm talking about? Subjective truth. That is the truth for you may not be the truth for me. Subjective. Truth is subjective. And then I ask the question, do you lock your house at night when you go to bed? And it's like, yeah. Just think about it. Because you, if another person says, hey, the truth for him is going and taking whatever he wants to from your house. You don't believe his truth, do you? So let's not pretend to believe in subjective truth. We don't believe that. 
There is one truth, and we've got to believe it. That's in God's word. And the last thing is we've got to live the truth. Live the truth. Unless we live the truth, the world will never know what the truth really is. They won't read the Bible. They won't know the stories in the Bible. What they know is a person who lives the truth of God. We need to live, be committed to living the truth. It's not something you just seek. It's not something you live. It's something you live wholeheartedly. Live the truth. Bow your heads with me at this time. Like I said, it's just thoughts that just captivated my heart recently. Because you will live your life according to what you believe. And today the challenge is to think through what you really believe. What the world has to offer or what the word of God has to offer. No one can force you to believe God's goodness. No one can force you to believe God's grace. No one can force you to believe that whoever, that you can put your trust in him and that he will give you eternal life. No one can force you to believe that. Oh, you're just scaring us about heaven and hell and I'm not scaring anything. It's a choice you got to make. You've got to choose to believe the truth. time to quit believing the lie the lies that the world has given us whether, whether it's a lie about you whether it's a lie about your family whether it's a lie about whether you're good enough or not And you've believed that lie. It's time to take that lie and nail it to the cross again. Because you've got to believe the truth of God's word. I don't know if there was a lie about your husband, your wife, your son, and your kids. And they said, hey, they may be no good. That's a lie you don't have to believe. Whether it's a lie that God can't forgive what I have done. I'm here standing proof that God will forgive anything you do if you come to him. The choice is yours, church. The choice is yours. Are you going to believe what the world says? Are you going to believe what God says? Lord, I thank you for your word, God. Lord, I'm tired of living this emotional roller coaster, even as a Christian sometimes, God. Because I've bought into the lies of the enemy that he has whispered in my ear. I trust in you, God. Because you, Lord, are the sure foundation. Church, let me just remind you once again. He is 
the solid rock. He is that sure foundation that you can build your life on. Because he is. It's a song we just sang, Christ alone, cornerstone. got to choose what you are going to believe. Your parents can't force you. I, the pastor, can't force you. Nobody else can force you what to believe. You have got to make the choice to believe what you believe.